Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have As We Suffer, they have a new album called The Fallen Pillars, which is released on April yes, 30th, and right now I'm being joined by Matt to share some more info about this beautiful release. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. Now, my first question, Matt, is I'm looking, yes. I'm looking at this artwork. Yeah. None of the pillars are fallen. <laughs> well, there's one. There's one that's cracked there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also more getting... symbolic than anything else, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm also getting like a tarot vibe. A little bit, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um we uh commissioned the painting from a guy named Chris Thomas and he's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I just basically said this is the style we're looking for. Um, this is sort of the idea of the album. Go nuts, kind of thing. Okay. You know? So take yeah. us take us through that. What is what is the album? What are the Fallen Pillars? Um, the idea behind uh, the Fallen Pillars comes from a, a friend of mine who came up with the the concept. It's a um, basically each pillar. Uh, represents uh, a truth. So a pillar that stands represents a truth. So the idea is if you have a belief, a thought, um, anything like that, the idea is you can imagine yourself with a sledgehammer hitting the pillar and every hit is a counter-belief or a counter-thought. So the ones that stand tall are truth and the ones that fall are not. Mm -hmm. And so the idea was each song represents the untruths or or the the destructive aspects of our society okay now unfortunately i'm i have to go to dropbox here to find the titles for the ah, (laughs) the all good the dropbox link is gone i'm gonna have to complain to that little shit john asher um (laughs) but i have we love you john i swear that's right (laughs) Well, I'm glad somebody does. Now, <laughs> Carol, bless her heart. Now, <laughs> I'm on, there's a service called Holix that we use on the back end in the music industry, and I'm, I'm looking on Holix at the track. Okay, there we go. I found some track titles. It was like truncating some track titles on one one section of it. So I'm, ta- yeah, so I'm taking a look at these to see if I can find in the track titles, you know, where these elements exist. I'm not seeing it in immediately. Is it? in the lyrics how did you guys portray yeah um mostly in the lyrics um the the it's not like a traditional concept album that follows a narrative uh all the way through uh it's not a story that you're following uh it's sort of um bits and pieces of of uh you know as i was saying earlier like the negatives um these fallen pillars that it shows up in in caustic paradigm I talk a bit about the pillars explicitly, and of course in the song <laughs> "The Fallen Pillars," mm-hmm. I talk about them. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, the other tracks, mostly it's it's just concepts. It's a little bit more ab- abstract uh, than being explicit about it. Okay. Immediately, I went to um, what is it? Buddhism has five pillars, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's several. Uh, there's something else too. Is like uh, there's like the pillars of democracy as well. There's a few. There's a few um, uh, images of pillars. Yeah, I guess on a broader question, then what are some of these pillars that we are 
attacking in this album? What are some of the ones that are the truth, and what are some of the ones that are uh, falsity? Um, so the truths aren't really spoken about too too much on the album because I tried to you know hone in on on the the sort of negative aspects, the the more destructive aspects. And like they're throughout, and they're again they're more abstract. So you know, I, I dive into politics a bit um, with the lyrics, um, spirituality, um, some of the the failures that we have as people treating each other, uh, that that those kinds of things. I, I go into religion a little bit uh, here and there. So all of the negative aspects of each of these subjects is what I try and talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently yeah. we're doing apparently we're doing something wrong as a society, Matt. <laughs> well, sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> only sometimes. Yeah. Uh I stand corrected. It's not five pillars in Buddhism, it's eight pillars in uh in mm. Buddhism. Mm. Yeah, often portrayed as spokes of a wheel. And I guess in that idea it's not holding something up, but it's able to make the wheel move. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Having the right... What if this is a translation error? The right understanding. I guess... I don't know. You can have the right understanding. The right intention, mm. which makes sense. The right speech. The right action. The right livelihood. So, I guess there goes politics and religion. Uh, the <laughs> right... <laughs> well... <laughs> the right effort. The right mindfulness. And the right concentration. <laughs> That's interesting. In your that idea... In your idea, Matt, what's the difference between mindfulness and concentration? Um, concentration is direction of awareness uh, versus mindfulness is just awareness in general. That's how I would probably see it. Okay. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me, Matt. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Deedly doozers. Uh, <laughs> speaking of having all your ducks in a row there, the right action. Mind me asking what it is that you're sipping away at with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's, uh, let me see if I can get that into focus there. It's a hmm. Zinfandel uh, by Wenty. Mm -hmm. Went? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually quite nice. Okay. What is it? Quite. like? Is it red Zinfandel, white Zinfandel? Red. Red. Yeah, red, sure, yeah. So just a, just a regular old Zinfandel. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. What did you like about Zinfandel? Uh, very full-bodied, mm -hmm. um, super jammy. Mm -hmm. Like it tastes like you're you're basically drinking fruits. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's yeah, a little bit spicy. Yep, I'm a fan of it. I, I used to to own um, a wine store uh, years ago, so I developed a taste for it. That's a good way to put it. I would put that right there with Merlot. Like you have to find the right one and maybe get a taste for it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> See, you ran a wine store. I imagine yeah. that would have been good business throughout the pandemic. Yeah, you'd think, right? But we actually closed down uh, before the the pandemic. Like we were a brew on premise kind of place, so okay. we made it from from juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you get in local stuff? Because in Ontario, there's wineries. So did you guys get grapes in locally and then turn it into wine? Uh, we got some juices from Ontario. It wasn't the the mainstay, though. A lot of the stuff was imported from Italy and Spain. 
uh, Australia, of course, and, uh, and a lot of Californian as well. So it was like all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Was it like a a restaurant as well? A gastro? No. 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 It was. Uh, it was uh, strictly wine. Okay. Strictly wine. Yeah. Mind me asking what what brought it down? Um, a couple of things. The the industry for make your own wine was starting to go down about a year and a half before we actually closed. Mm-hmm. And so business, like we we had our loyal customers who were always there and everything, but you know rent is high. It's it's hard to keep up with. And at we just decided at at uh, at one point we're just like it's probably best at this point just to shut her down. You know, mm-hmm. however unfortunate. Um, yeah. So that that was basically it. It was just like noticing the trends in the market, noticing sales dipping. Um, and and mo- more than anything, it was like we weren't seeing a lot of new people coming in. Right. No matter how aggressively we marketed or what have you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you see any? Yeah. Do you see any parallels to running that business to now running the business that is as we suffer? Um, <laughs> in terms of closing down, I hope not. But well, uh, well, no. But I mean, <laughs> like, because if you treat both as a business. Which we do. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, is there anything that you take from the wine business into As We Suffer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, being like owning a, a business and um, it was a family business as well as my mother and I running it. What I gained from it uh, is is my work ethic that I have to this day. Uh, I, I really push hard and when I, I you know, I, I take care of a lot of... Uh, uh, the marketing and and everything for for as we suffer, so yeah, I would say that there's definitely parallels. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's really neat. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm glad uh, you so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the business side of it is something I have started to get into with regard to the podcast, where I've recently mm. I've had. Uh, like record execs on the show and I'm starting to do like power talk series and it, it's it's amazing when chatting with bands at different levels from you know just starting Perfect. starry eyes up to yep. bands you know who've been at it for a very long time uh, and then to the record exec side of it how dry it quickly gets into show me your numbers <laughs> show me your <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, like the way we're going about it is very, uh, you know, guerrilla warfare. Like we're doing it all ourselves. We're on, you know, apart from you know John Asher helping us out, um, we we're doing a lot of that legwork. Like I'm on the phone with the people uh, who are doing our vinyls and our CDs and that kind of stuff, and it's it's all us, right? Um, like our, you know, our producer for the album. Um, Joe Lyko from Dark Moon Productions. He uh, just a little bit of a shout out to him. <laughs> hey. Hello, <laughs> um, my son Gabriel. I'll go ahead and change the background so that people can see him. Oh, there he goes. Hey, what's up, bud? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Matthew? <laughs> I'm doing great. Absolutely great. Good here. Mm-hmm. We we're just talking about Dark Moon Productions, which yeah. is, uh, I don't know, should I call them up and coming? I've been seeing a lot of bands, particularly in your area, working with 
Dark Moon, and I've had a few, the opportunity anyway, to have a chat with quite a few bands uh, who have been working with Dark Moon. So maybe take us, maybe take us a little bit more through that. Why did you choose them? What did they do for you? How do you, are you, are you happy? Very, very, very happy. Um, he was like a, he was an absolute breeze to work with actually. Um, cause this was our, as a collective, um, the band hadn't really done much in the studio, uh, at all. So, we needed someone who was like going to be very patient with us, explain the ropes, and, and help us through the entire experience. Like we'd gone in to do a demo uh, with a really good studio, um, Wolf Lake Studios, and and they were excellent. But that was just for a quick demo kind of thing. We did that over a weekend. It was a very different experience choosing Joe for uh, for this one. And I met him um, in 2019. Uh, he's uh, in a band called Scar for the Wicked, and he was doing a show one night, and uh, I was there meeting up with some friends, and I met him at a place called The Coven in Ottawa, which is a, a heavy metal-themed restaurant, which is pretty sweet. So so I went in there, and I was sitting next to Cannabis Corpse, that band, who was performing that night, uh, and Joe walked in, and I met him, and I'd heard of him, I'd seen, I'd heard some of his stuff, and we really wanted a more metal sound for this album. Like uh, we started off in almost like a skate punk vibe when we when we began writing, and we wanted to bring an edge, a metal edge, to this. That I found, I thought that uh, of all the people to work with, it would be Joe. Like his his he his wheelhouse is metal, you know. And uh, I I feel like he really brought the darker sound really well into this album and even taking our older songs he helped us gave us some suggestions um for darkening the sound especially with vocals a lot more screams on this than i used to do and just sort of pushing that edge a little bit uh for it so it now sounds a little bit more thrashy than it does skate punk on some tracks yeah which is crazy because when i listen to the record i'm wondering if i'm on the right interview right now because I don't hear anything skate punk on the record, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Like if you if you were to go back to oh man, a couple of years ago when we were writing stuff like uh, like I'm allowed to swear in this, yeah, okay, uh, on uh, songs like fucking relentless, um, that one originally sounded more like punky, like fast skate punk kind of stuff. Uh, and now it sounds far more metal, far more aggressive than it did before. Like our shows used to be, you know, we would fit in with bands like uh, Such Gold uh, and um, Living With Lions and stuff like that. We did a couple of shows like that. Uh, but towards the towards the later part of our, our actually doing shows, um, we we started doing shows with like far heavier bands. Like, we did a show with Venom Prison, which is insanely heavy, much heavier than us. But I, I found, like, since our sound is darkening and darkening and darkening, we sort of fit a little bit better into that mold. We're a bit more versatile now, which is nice. I'm trying to... There's there's a nebulous cloud in my head right now, Matt, of a question that I want to ask, and I've got to shoot it out. I'm going to have a big bang right here on the show, and it's just boom. Let's do it! Let's do it! <laughs> I guess what was 
the crux point or the trigger point where you guys said, man, we really want to be darker and heavier, but every time we pick up the guitar, skate punk comes out, and then you got this guy involved, and all of a sudden, your vision came to life. That's sort of my nebulous cloud, and I hope that that makes sense as a question. Um, yeah, and I, we, we sort of, like, when we met Joe, and I knew, I knew going into this, I had, I had sort of pushed the idea of working with Joe uh, for a while, just because I, I found that our sound kept getting a little bit heavier and heavier over time. Like, if you listen to something like Malicious Compliance, that is probably the heaviest track on the album. Um, and that, it's, it's just an assault. And we already were going heavier, but to capture that sound, um, Joe really was sort of the, the epicenter of that. Like, going in to see him, like, he found the guitar tones that worked the best, found that crunchy bass for Ryan... You know what I mean, uh, and and of course Chris uh, uh, Chris Nunn, the drummer, um, he he joined the band in 2018, uh, and his back he roomed with uh, Eric Marotti for a while, and Eric Marotti is a, a stellar drummer. He drums with Suffocation and Killiterus, uh, um, uh, and he's a beast, and he in he taught Chris uh, some of the more heavier aspects, mm-hmm. and so even Chris help propel us into that heavier sound as well okay very cool. i'm not sure if i answered your question but there's some info for you <laughs> i like info info is good uh Excellent. one last question and that is yes. i got the menu up right now for the coven oh yeah oh, that's cool <laughs> the 80s never get old and they have food to band names i know and like megadeth and metallica that's super cool I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> is it good? What's your favorite menu item? Uh, I think that if I'm remembering correctly, because I often get them mixed up with what the the meals actually are, I think it's Machine Head. Okay, I got to find it. it a- oh, there it is. There it is. It's a grilled grilled cheese with Cajun chicken, Swiss cheese. Roasted red peppers and sun-dried tomatoes. Whoa, that's the one. That's a big meal right that's there. That's the one. It's pretty good. Man. Yeah, their their food is awesome. Actually, they got a great cooks there. Okay, good. Because like something like this could easily go the wrong way, man. This looks cool. <laughs> it's like all their. Yeah, truly, truly. It's like almost all their foods have band names in them. They do. Uh, Every qu- single one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second question. Did you work with yes. Lisa at all when you said you were working on vocals? Did you work with Lisa? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. She's phenomenal. Um, and she's uh, she's from a band called uh, Sovereign Council. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, they're a bit more melodic um, than A Scar for the Wicked. Now, so Joe is in both bands. And uh, Lisa is Joe's partner. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm on their so website. She, she's amazing. Um, she helped with uh, with a few things um, in terms of <laughs> basically I had never done vocals like this before because I didn't realize the amount of time and energy it took to record vocals and so I'm in the studio for hours and hours at a time screaming or singing into a microphone and going from like you know 
uh, operatics to to growls and high pitched screams and everything like that. It was like like I was trying. I needed coaching here and there on like okay, so how how am I going to do this and go back and forth and and uh, you know without uh, blowing a gasket as it were. And uh, she was really really helpful and sort of coaching me through like what I should be doing because. I, I, my background is opera. Okay. My back, like I trained in opera growing up, and so I know technique, but it's a it's a very different beast entirely to be doing like the kind of screaming that I do on the album, mm-hmm. like and, and switching it up. So yeah, she was uh, shall we say instrumental in helping me get through it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that sounds like it was probably. What's up? What's going on? What's insane? Toon is in Dance Gavin Dance. Sorry, what? What's, what's <laughs> that Toon song? Yeah. Toon Peterson, that's the guy who made it. Oh. He's okay. in the band. Oh, he's in. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess that <laughs> makes sense. Um, yep, there he is, right there. Look at that. So, to make a short story long, so you're not so confused, Matt, is uh, there was yes. something I was looking up that led me to Dance Gavin Dance. Which, um, if anybody who doesn't know, they're a hardcore band from California, and we just finished watching a program that we subscribed to called Nail the Mix, where we get tracks from bands and we sit with the producer or mix engineer and go over how they mixed and mastered the record, answer questions about how they produced the record. And one of them was to So one of the guys that we just watched was Sam Guyana out of Toronto, and Sam Guyana works with dance gavin dance so i recognize that and then we are about to watch one with tillin and i had never heard of tillin before super poppy jamiroquai type stuff but but it turns out he's a singer for dance gavin dance and this kind of shows how disconnected i am from the world in general but how i'm making those connections (laughs) neat yeah that's very cool yeah and I've got all a bunch right. of, but I've got all the all the websites up to to take a look at Joe Lyko, the band Sovereign Council, the uh, vocal instruction because uh, I talk to a lot of bands and sometimes I get questions like, you know, we're looking for a producer, we're looking for a vocal coach, we're looking yeah. for a guest vocal spot, we're looking for a music video, and yeah, a lot of people are finding these people on Fiverr or something, but. If, sure. If I can, yeah. sh- if I can shoot somebody to some place, you know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Sweet. All right. Well, we've chatted about the eight pillars of Buddhism. We've chatted about Zinfandel. <laughs> we've chatted about the coven. We've chatted <laughs> yep. about the record. We've chatted about as Nail we suffer. Mix. Nail the mix. Yep. And my next call seems to be nowhere, but they're French Canadian, so that makes sense. They'll probably be here. And- just kidding. There they are, actually. Wow, they heard me. That was <laughs> that was amazing timing. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. And his name is also Matthew, but it's Matthew or however you Matthew. say it in French. Matthew. Matthew. May we? Anyway, that's right. Samuel <laughs> Nick. Okay. So thank you so much for coming on to the show, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, hello, or should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca 
There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.